Remember, when people are watching a minute or two minutes of that video, the branding that's happening is 10 times more effective than a traditional image ad. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello, and welcome back to episode number 62. Woo! Ralph, Molly, myself. How we doing, guys? Doing great. Great. All right. Great. All right. Happy to be here. Yeah. First day of school for my eight-year-old, and we got back last night from taking over the Burns' house. Uh, Kyler and I uh, traveled all the way to Cape Cod, spent the weekend, Labor Day weekend, with Ralph and his wife, Jen, and Eli and Alex. Kyler was in heaven. Eli and Alex were uh, got ran a little ragged with, uh, you know, what are they, 14 and 15, and Kyler's 8, and he was in heaven with these two older boys, and he was just nonstop, wasn't he? They're in uh, post-Kyler syndrome right now, where they're still <laughs> trying to get their energy back. Yeah, we ate like Vikings and partied like Kennedys. That's what we did for two to three days. <laughs> So let's get right into it. So today we're going to be talking about some recent updates, how we're using them, what to be aware of, and how you can be aware of them as well, and hopefully capitalize on some of these changes and updates. These are some of our most downloaded episodes. We know you guys really enjoy staying up to date, and we love keeping you up to date, both with the clients that we're working with, our existing campaigns, digital marketers campaigns, and then of course the calls that we have with our partner managers over at Facebook. And both of us, Molly just finished getting off a call with her rep and we just got off a call with our rep. So we're going to be each talking about some specific updates. So I can't wait to get into it. All right. (laughs) So let's do it. All right. So uh, Molly's going to kick it off and Molly, your turn. The Facebook change that I'm going to talk about is the new conversion window option. So this actual option isn't brand new, but we did run a test for it here at Digital Marketer, a few tests actually. And I wanted to let you know a little bit about the change and what we found. So you might have noticed when setting up a website conversion campaign, so anytime you're optimizing for a specific action like a lead or a webinar or maybe even a low dollar sale, you might notice that Facebook now asks you whether you want a one-day or a seven-day conversion window option. And they say that a conversion window is the length of time between someone clicking or viewing your ad and completing a valuable action you've defined as a conversion event. The window you select here lets us know whether to focus on one day or seven days worth of conversion data and determine who should see your ad. There are two conversion window options available for ad sets optimized for website conversion, one day or seven days. If most of your conversions take place within one day of seeing an ad, we recommend the one day option. If most of your conversions take place outside of a one day window, we recommend trying the seven day option, which can get you more conversions more efficiently. So basically, you know, even though this sounds like common sense, it is confusing for most people. 
And when you go to select this option, you really need to think about your sales process. So if you're optimizing conversions, is this action going to happen within one day? If so, definitely use the one day conversion window. Now, based off of our test, we actually saw our lead cost double when we split tested the one day versus the seven day. So when we optimized for the seven day conversion window, our lead cost doubled compared to the one day conversion window. Even when we tested it selling a tripwire, a $7 offer, it was still less expensive in terms of our cost per acquisition to use the one day window. Based off of our tests across the board, unless you have special, special circumstances, I would absolutely use the one day window. If you're wanting to test this, definitely do it. But if you want to save the money and the action that happens on your website, the conversion happens quickly. It's not a long sales cycle, um, which might take a week or two for them to actually opt in or buy or do whatever on the page. Definitely use the one day option. So I hope that was helpful and we'll see you next week. Hey, this is Ralph with two changes. Uh, I'm going to talk about this week for Facebook ads that we just started seeing appearing uh, just really within the last week or so. And uh, the first one is one that it could trip you up a little bit. We want to make sure that you stay focused on the stuff that really matters. And the second one has the potential to be really interesting, especially for those of you who bunch your specific interests or your interests together inside your ad sets. This could lend some insight into that. So the first one is a metric now that Facebook is reporting inside the ads manager underneath your uh, customized columns when you're sort of doing your reporting and sort of figuring out you know, what's converting, what's doing well, what's not doing well for your ads and for your ad sets. And it's called post reactions. Now, post reactions, as Facebook started this probably about less than six or so months ago, instead of just liking something or liking a post, they now have six different emotions that sort of look like emoticons inside the newsfeed, ranging from like, love, haha, wow, sad, and angry. And these are somewhat of an indication as to whether or not your post or your ad is doing well. But I wouldn't really take this as too much of a, a leading indicator. It's helpful, but not an essential piece of data. But now Facebook is, is now allowing you to actually look at what your reactions are inside the ads manager itself and how much each one of these reactions actually costs you. So we had some discussion in one of our Facebook groups about this, about the relevance of it and whether or not it's really something that you should pay attention to. And I think it's a nice to know, not a need to know. When you're going through and trying to critique your ads, especially if you're running conversion ads, obviously your most important metric is how many conversions you're getting and what cost per conversion each one of those is. So cost per lead, cost per acquisition, cost per conversion is typically the, the one that we look at the most uh, inside most of our ads inside the agency. It depends on what kind of ads that we're actually running. Uh, but if we're running some ads and we're really running into some real issues and we just have not been able to get any good conversions, I would refer you back to episode 54, which is for Facebook ad troubleshooting tactics to improve conversions, where Keith, Molly, and I go through the ones that we feel are really important. For example, if you're getting a high click-through rate, but a low conversion rate, let's say your cost per click is extremely high, but your 
uh, click-through rate is really low, all these sort of ways in which to analyze your ads, I'd recommend you going back to episode 54. So don't get tripped up on this cost per reaction. It's really sort of a secondary or maybe even a tertiary or third indicator. And uh, But it is something to, to take a look at every now and then if you see that you're running into trouble with any one of your ads or ad sets. The second big change that we noticed this week, and this is actually true of a couple of uh, customer accounts that we took over where there are multiple targeting or multiple interests inside an ad set. We typically will break down individual interests or very, very similar interests uh, in a specific ad set so we can get a really good idea of what's working, what's not working from a targeting standpoint. But in many cases, you you might have uh, a number of different interests bunched together. Like, for example, in the real estate investing niche, you might have real estate investing, creative real estate investing, and then a number of the gurus that are in that space. If you start running traffic to an ad set that has, let's say, any more than one, two, three, four different interests, you can now go back into detailed targeting in the ad set itself and look at a rating that Facebook now gives you. So it tells you whether or not the interest itself is above average, average, below average, or I believe the highest one is exceptional. And uh, this is something that we're seeing a fair amount now inside the ads manager, inside the ad set level. So if you are running multiple interests inside a specific or a singular ad set, then this can be really helpful. We have noticed, however, (laughs) and this just through a lot of testing, is that the ad sets that we do have that have multiple interests, the ones that Facebook rank as the above average or excellent aren't necessarily our best performing interests always. So take this information with a grain of salt. Uh, You know, we do test hundreds, if not thousands of different interests on on a daily basis. So you know, there might be a little bit more value to this if you're if you're testing maybe 10 or 20 or 30, as it does seem to be directional. So this is the kind of stuff that we've been wanting from Facebook for some time. Seems like they've just rolled it out recently, and it'll probably get better over time as they typically will do with most new features within Ads Manager or Power Editor. They roll it out, get the beta going, and then refine it after the fact. But definitely one to take a look at. That's in the detailed targeting section, kind of right under the age, gender, and languages area inside your ad set inside Ads Manager. So definitely check that out. So those are two updates for this week. Hope you guys found that helpful. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Keith back here with you. And I want to talk about some Facebook video ad updates. So Facebook's had a few recent updates to this lately, and I'm going to talk about the aspect ratio updates. One of them we've got some good data on I'll talk to you about in terms of ROI. And then another one is brand new within the last week or so. So it's all about the aspect ratio of the video. So what's aspect ratio in case you don't know what that means? Basically, that's the way the video looks. So, so you know, you hear the term landscape if you're taking photos and that's when it's more wide, right? An aspect ratio of 16 by 9 is the standard high def ratio, which is like 1280 by 720, right? And the the ultimate HD is actually 1920 by 1080 pixels. But if you see a video in the news feed and your, your phone is vertical, it'll play. And then below that, you'll see the information about the video. But if you turn your phone sideways it goes to full screen, right? Which is the standard high def. It goes to high def. So if you're running, most of the video ads that we're running, we get them down to 1280 by 720, which is you don't need to be any higher than that for online, for Facebook. It gives you more flexibility with editing and stuff. So even if you're filming it, 
1920 by 1080, which is actually what the newer cameras record at, which is great. You want to record it at the highest depth you can. This gives you more flexibility with editing. You can zoom in without losing any pixels, without it getting pixelated. You can actually run Facebook video ads with three different aspect ratios now. You can use 16 by 9, which is like the widescreen, but they have to turn it sideways to go full screen. You can use one-to-one, -one, which is a square video, like a square image. And then you can also now use two-to-three, which is a vertical video. And thanks to platforms like Periscope, Instagram, Meerkat, these platforms have made the vertical videos much more popular. And this is why Facebook is updating this to, for you to be able to do vertical videos. Basically what they found is that people go full screen more when, when they're vertical because they don't have to turn their phone sideways. And the finishes of the videos, the view throughs all the way to the end are higher with vertical videos. We don't have a lot of data on this yet. We will soon, we'll keep you updated. But there are some articles that have some great data that I'll share with you. If you're doing a 16 by nine, the wide landscape standard HD format or a square video, what we're also seeing for a while now, for a few months, is Facebook is pulling in the landing page data below the video into the newsfeed. So we have a lot of questions, people asking, how do you get Facebook to pull the landing page data in the newsfeed? It's a really cool feature. And we've talked about it before, but basically Facebook automatically does this when you use those objectives. So they're watching a square video or a widescreen video and their phone is vertical. That means there's going to be some space below that video because it's not full screen. So they'll automatically pull the landing page data. Like if you're having somebody register for a webinar, they'll pull all the stuff from the webinar page and it looks good. And you can literally scroll and opt in right in the newsfeed there. So that's one of the advantages of using the wide 16 by nine standard. However, that being said, Facebook is making all these changes purely for mobile purposes, okay? Mobile is where you win with the square videos or the vertical videos. Here's some of the numbers real quick. For us, first of all, with the square videos alone, with some of our clients, we've seen cost per conversions cut in half immediately, okay? Now, as we scale that out a little bit and we've got, we've got an A-B test going with a client and the cost per conversions are about 30% less with square videos uh, compared to the 16 by nine, okay? However, they're also able to get more impressions and last longer with mobile. So we're actually able to scale more with the square videos compared to the, the regular HD widescreen 16 by nine videos. Like I said, some cases I've seen where it literally got cut in half. Long-term, I see the CPLs, you know, cost per conversions, specifically in mobile, are gonna be you know, lower over time. They might start to equal out a little bit. But right now, we're seeing lower cost per conversions. The vertical videos, we don't have data on that yet. We're just starting to implement that right now as I record. However, there is some data out there from articlebyadweek.com. So an agency here, Laundry Service, launched a new rectangular ads for LG, Hennessy, and three other unnamed, you know, bigger brand clients around 7 a.m. this morning. The agency's CEO, Jason Stein, told Adweek via email that CPM rates so far were three times more efficient for vertical video than square video so far. Now, that's right out of the gates. Take that data with a grain of salt, because he said as of this morning. A lot of times, new campaigns will do good right out of the gate, and then kind of start to slow down a little bit. But another article here from Engadget.com, 
where the Daily Mail North America's company, Daily Mail North America's CEO, John Steinberg, uh, once said that the publication's vertical video ads have nine times more completed views than one shot in the horizontal view. So we're seeing longer view completion rates, which totally makes sense because people are already on their mobile device and they're vertical typically, right? So if they see it, it just goes to full screen so much easier and you get longer completion rates. Here's how you do this. So the great thing about vertical is you don't have to do anything with your editor as long as you're filming it vertical. So if you're filming it with your phone, make sure your phone is vertical, right? We used to say, make sure your phone is, is sideways when you're filming. So in this case, if you wanna do a test, it's gonna be a little bit tougher to do a test because if you film it vertical and then you wanna test it against a wide screen, it's gonna be hard because your canvas is gonna be wide and then it's gonna have all this black on the right and left of you. So it, looks, it won't look very good. But what you could do is you could just film the same video twice. There's a lot of ways you can do this with, with, with editing and filming and stuff. And if it's just like a face to camera basic video, then you're, you're okay probably because you don't have a lot of stuff on the right and left of you, but it completely depends. Basically though, don't worry too much about that. Just worry about this. If you wanna do a vertical video, film it with your phone, or if you have a camera that can set up the, the actual aspect ratio to be vertical. And then let's say you have a, a video that you've already, you're already using, it's working well, and you filmed it with a regular HD camera, or your phone sideways, and you're like, what do I do? Well, what you do is you go into your video editor. So let's say you're using ScreenFlow or iMovie or something, kind of a basic video editor, or if you have a video editor yourself, you can just tell them and they'll, they'll know what to do. What you do is you basically just change the canvas right when you start your editing. And so if I wanna do a one-to-one -one video, then I'll probably go to maybe 600 by 600. I'll set my, my canvas to 600 by 600, and then I'll pull in my video, my HD video, and then uh, I'll kind of mess around with it, zoom in and out. If you get the whole video in that square, you'll have some black on top and black on the bottom, and you can use that for text overlays. It's great. We're seeing a lot of good results with that. Or you can zoom in more with the video so it takes up the whole square. You'll just lose a little bit on the sides. Vertical video, you know, if you're going to do it in an editor, same thing. You're going to set your canvas to 1080 by 920 or preferably 720 by 1280. This gives you more flexibility, like I said. Notice that the ratios are the opposite of HD. So if I'm doing an HD video, the standard HD is kind of 1280 by 720. But for vertical, it's the opposite, right? So it's 720 by 1280. It's like a two to three ratio, but it's a little bit different than two to three. I'll have these numbers broken down for you in the show notes so you can so you can check them out. But just remember to keep it simple. If you want to test out square or vertical, just go into a video editor and edit. Change your canvas to those ratios and do a little editing or tell your video editor that. And then just go out and try filming with your phone vertical. And that's, that's the fastest and easiest way to do it. Film a video and then uh, see how it does. We'd love to hear back from you how your videos are doing. Now, next week, awesome episode with Ezra Firestone where he walks us through how one of his e-commerce companies he's a partner with sold 84,583 bottles of face cream in the last 90 days using Facebook video ads. Okay, he takes us through the entire Facebook funnel uh, and then he also breaks it down so it's fairly complex and then he gives us a real basic like three ad funnel um, for another company that they're not spending as much money on and they've gone from averaging one to two million a year to $24 million a year 
in the last year without any outside funding because of this, because of video ads. Now, you might be wondering, how long should I make these? Well, his videos are averaging four to six minutes, which is pretty cool. So we have some longer videos that are doing really well for us. We also have some videos that are about a minute and a half long that are also crushing it. So if you're wondering on you know, how long to do your videos, we can hit that much deeper in a later episode. It really depends on your niche, but remember when people are watching a minute or two minutes of that video, whether it's two minutes long or four or five minutes long, the branding that's happening is 10 times more effective than a traditional image ad. And you can always retarget people based on the percentage of video that they watched. And that's what Ezra is doing a ton of. So it's really, really cool to see. And I actually saw a great stat in eMarketer.com talking about video lengths and 30 to 60 seconds, they had the highest completion rate at 44%. This is after analyzing 2 billion impressions for Facebook video ads. However, the one to two minute video was a 27% completion rate, but the videos over two minutes were 31%. So they found that the longer videos were a higher completion rate than the one to two minute videos. So don't be afraid to go to three to six minutes long. We're crushing it with some of those lengths. But, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes or around a minute can be a really good sweet spot. I hope that was helpful. Get to the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. I hope Ralph's and Molly's updates helped you out quite a bit as well. And we can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great week. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.